Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever time it is when you're taking in this podcast. It's morning for Tom and I. But uh, welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. It is a brisk October day here in Nebraska. How you doing, Tom? How's uh, how's Michigan? Have you guys seen any snow yet? Uh, no, and I, I thought this was supposed to be an uh, explicit free podcast. Why you got to swear? <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, we're good. We're good in lower Michigan, northern Michigan, which is where I don't live, has has actually already seen that quite a bit. Um, and and they say that we're supposed to potentially get our first maybe small glimpse on Sunday, which is fine because it's after Halloween, and you know, last year Halloween here it was sleeting and it was nasty. So if we can get through. A, it's a weird year anyway, so like I fully expect zombies to come out of the ground on Saturday night. Uh, but um, if we can get through it with a decent weather event on Saturday for kids to trick-or-treat and whatnot, then um, whatever happens on Sunday is okay with me. There you go. We had, we had some snow last uh, Sunday. Uh, it was supposed to be like six inches, and then it, it we got like a quarter inch here. Um, but <laughs> next town over, and and the town where I work, uh, when when I actually can, you know, work at the office again someday, um, they got two or three inches at least. Um, they wow. actually had to, you know, move some snow, but uh, we got you know enough to make me look outside and curse it basically. But all right, well, there's your weather update with two spot monkeys. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Um, so we've got uh, a few things to talk about this week, um, and I, I joked with Tom before we hit record on this that uh, I feel like I should play the glorious theme here uh, from Bobby Roode uh, as we talk about a head-to-head update from last week. Uh, there were only four matches that had been announced when we recorded, um, so there wasn't a lot of opportunity for me, and we only differed on one pick, um, but... I was right, finally. <laughs> Randy Orton defeats, uh, I almost said Edge. That, that was the whole th- thought process I had uh, behind it. But Randy Orton defeats Drew McIntyre in Hell in a Cell to win the WWE title. We'll probably talk about that in a few moments when we start talking Hell in a Cell. But, uh, oh, I had the standings. But it gave me a one-game uh, jump back into this thing. Uh, uh, my records. Do you have the records in front of you, Tom? I do. Yep. Yeah. So after Hell in a Cell, uh, I'm still in the lead. But yes, you are welcome to to flaunt and and, and taunt and and gallop around this in the is, background there to the glory. Like hearing thing. that you hit a one run home run when you're down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty eight twenty eight and eight is my record. Twenty five and eleven is your record. So it's still a difference of three um, in the head to head and. Um, uh, uh, next week's episode will be us uh, previewing AEW Full Gear, which will be the next opportunity for Jim to close the gap uh, or me to extend the gap. So, hmm. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> just uh, looking ahead to that, um, not knowing what they did on AEW last night because uh, neither of us have seen it. We're recording this on Thursday morning. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five matches that I have announced so far. Um, not counting again anything last night um, for full gear. I assume some more things will come into to focus on last night's show and perhaps next week's as well, which we're going to try to record um, after having seen AEW next week. So hopefully we'll have the full card when we uh, when we preview that next week and I can make up some more ground if we can differ on some things. Right. And we've been a, at times we've been a very AEW heavy discussion show but we've really not gone into that uh space over the last three or four episodes but i'm excited to get back to talking about aew next week um you know part of it's again trying to be current with the product and have you know relevant conversation and it's it makes sense for that to be a really big pillar of what we talk about next week yeah exactly tom's tom's catching up and uh i don't want to spoil anything but Brody lee debuts so when you get to that point um (laughs) i'm not that far behind oh my (laughs) That's right. They introduced a thing called the TNT title, Tom. <laughs> but, um, so uh, let's talk about Hell in a Cell. Uh, some big takeaways from the show. Um, I guess maybe before we talk three big things, just overall, what did you think of the show, Tom? Did you enjoy it? Did you? Yeah, so I watched Hell in a Cell live, and uh, I actually I, I did enjoy it overall. It, 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 it was... 
it was just unique. So when going back to the whole lot, thinking about that, just four matches on paper before, you know, before Sunday came and they added like something that afternoon, I want to say, and they added the pre-show match. And again, like with the stuff that you added, like, it's not hard. Like, don't you want people to be excited about this? And not that the four matches that they had potentially weren't exciting, but you know, give us a little bit more. Uh, again, it goes back to the thing I always say, like, you know, reward the people who are paying attention to your product by giving them more reason to tune in. Um, that being said, you know, the, the three main matches that I think were kind of like the selling point for the show, all were, were high quality. And we'll get into that, into that as we talk about three big things. So I don't want to get too deep into those waters just yet. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good show too. Um, I, I like that it was, you know, a, a reasonably compact show. Um, I'm, I'm not sure the exact runtime on it because I started it a little late um, and I, I finished it all that night, but I started it a little bit late. So I'd have to look back and see, but I don't think it was anything much more. I don't know, even know if it hit three hours, to be honest with you, um, <clears throat> which is nice because sometimes the uh, marathon shows that they used to do uh, could get a little daunting at times. So while I appreciate them, not overloading the show. I do agree with you. You know, it, again, it's not that hard. Put your card together and announce it. Um, you know, we shouldn't have had to wait until the Friday before for the Otis and, and Miz match to get announced. And then the kickoff show match gets announced, you know, morning of basically. Um, and gee, it seems like they could have gone a few different ways that would have been a little more exciting than our truth and Drew Gulak for the 975th time for the 24 seven title. Um, but that's a whole different conversation for a different topic another day. Uh, Tom, what was your first big thing? For yes. So I, I saw a lot of dissenting opinion about this match online. Um, people either loved it or people hated it. Um, I put me in the loved category. Um, we were both, I think, well, maybe we weren't both surprised. We actually thought the women, you thought the women, and I agreed with you that they would close this show and, probably was wouldn't have been a bad idea to still do that even though it didn't happen but i'm talking about roman reigns and jay uso and how much that was an amazing story i didn't find it hokey or overdone by any means the emotion man like it, it it just delivered for me, and and in the way that that match came to an end, and the and the, and you know, I don't know, you don't want, of course, Jey Uso to be dead in the water, right? And and having him, you know, be beaten and finally quitting, like in other circumstances, may have done that to him. But let's not remember, or let's not forget as well, Jey Uso. You know, probably this is his singles run, and I don't think that there's necessarily more money in him after this, regardless of whatever happens or how this feud fully plays out next. Um, so the fact that they still were able to come up with a really creative way. Um, I loved how they brought Jimmy back. They brought him back on Friday on SmackDown. They did a cool little angle with a trick Roman. Um, I don't know. Like that just, that was one of the, the more engaging moments uh, for me with WWE's product this year. And I thought everybody, everybody uh involved executed it flawlessly yeah i really enjoyed the uh <clears throat> excuse me the reigns and uso match as well i i don't love that so on friday night roman reigns announces that you know if uso quits then he and his family and his children's children and his 87 grandchildren you know down the road whatever um are all out of the family and then they seem to pivot or describe it a little bit more on Sunday that now Jay is going to be an indentured servant. Um, I don't think I'm going to love that. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, to just jump in there. I, I, my hunch, and again, we're way before SmackDown even happens and again, let's not give the writers credit because they have gotten us before. Um, I, I feel like that's going to be Roman's way of being like, Hey, yo, I'm still the chief. I am the high chief. I'm at the head of the table. I know that you need me, you need this, you need whatever to, to be sustainable. So I'm not, I'm going to be benevolent in, in, a, in a jerk way by saying you can be my servant and therefore you then get to eat still. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting. I just, you know, indentured servitude is a little, I don't know, over overplayed in, you know, 1985. Um, but um, we'll, we'll see how that, but the match itself, I thought, Again, this whole 
angle has been story. Um, you know, I think people who expect it to be, you know, Daniel Bryan versus or, or Brian Danielson versus Samoa Joe, what well, it's not designed to be that. Um, but I thought the work was fine in it anyways. Um, I, I thought it was good. I thought there were a couple of, I don't know that there were any moments that I really thought Jey Uso was going to win the title. Um, but there was a moment or two where I'm like, oh, that was a cool, you know, hope spot for him or whatever, even though you pretty much know it's not going to happen. Um, I mean, there's really no planet that I see Jey Uso as the universal champion. Now, could I see Jay, you know, if they decide to continue with the singles run for him for a while? Because it sounds like Jimmy is probably still out uh, until beginning of the year, maybe. Um, you know, could Jay maybe be an intercontinental champion down the road? Maybe. Um, but he's not going to be the universal champion. I just, uh, that's not Jay Uso. Um, but I thought their work was good. I thought the fact that he quit um, to save Jimmy goes back to the month before when Jimmy said, you know, I quit or you're the chief or whatever for Jay. So I, I thought that was good storytelling there. Um, the idea that even Paul Heyman was a little aghast at um, what was going on in the ring um, and how brutal Reigns has become, I thought was really good. So, um, I, so I'm with, I'm in your camp on that. I enjoyed that match. Um, and I, this, this run with Roman, like again, him coming back at SummerSlam, Again, great out of the blue. Like, net, didn't you wouldn't have expected it with what you thought to you be true about. Never saw it coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never saw it coming. Um, but now, just I think he's like one of the better characters. And 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 how much of this is you know again, you know, you use the old ECW Paul Heyman analogy. He would take you know f- you know t- uh, characteristics of an individual and then turn them up in their character. Be it Taz, be it Raven, be it Salmon, whomever. Like. I don't know how much of this is Roman actually doing that or, but he's, he's nailing it. So. Uh, right. Yeah, no, I agree. He's, he's, he's on fire right now. Um, and that's, that's a good thing. Um, and it's, I, I like that it's a different quote unquote character than the Roman Reigns we've seen since day one, which was, I think part of the reason he got so much pushback. Yes. He gets pushed down our throats, you know, as the top guy, but it was the same act. Um, and this is new. And this makes you go, huh, every once in a while. And, hmm, okay, that's new. That's interesting. Um, so I like that. Uh, my first takeaway um, was the match that you and I both thought was going to main event the show. Uh, it didn't. I still think it should have, frankly. Um, Bailey and Sasha killed it. Absolutely killed it. I, it was my match of the night um, without a whole lot of question, even though I enjoyed a lot of the other stuff on the show. Um I thought that uh, Bailey and Sasha, it was a great, um, I I don't know that it's going to be the end to their feud. I think this may still have legs, even though Sasha overcame um, and and won the title. But I thought they just absolutely, they've got great chemistry in the ring. They're, you know, great friends outside of the ring. There's a, you know, WWE documentary, a couple of them, I think, on Bailey and Sasha on the network, uh, which are really worth going on your way to see. Um, in between the 30 days of the dead man or whatever it is they're doing right now on the network. Uh, but um, check those out. But I thought Bailey and Sasha were great in the ring. Uh, they told a great story. Um, the ending was brutal um, where she's kicking that chair um, while she's got her in the, in the hold. I just, yeah, the whole thing worked for me. Um, I, I still think it should have ended. And I think Sasha holding the title at the end, like, that would have been a great ending of the show. I just, I don't know why they didn't go with that with the main event, but um, that neither being her nor there, they killed it. Bailey and Sasha were awesome. Yeah. And I agree. And I really enjoy that match too. Again, it's, I, I, I don't want to say that with reservation because there shouldn't be anything there. Uh, but the statement that I feel like I, I want to make, it goes back to what we talked about a week ago. Why couldn't they have just held this off? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much money is in wrestling right now outside of their TV contracts because they're not doing live events. They're, they're they're selling merch, but you know when when has when has a feud really ever sold merch? You know I I don't know that that's truly the case one way or the other. Um, even if they had waited into a Royal Rumble, you know, and again it wouldn't have been a Hell in a Cell match, which obviously takes you know the, the issue was justified being in there. But even to your kind of you know, armchair booking from last week, you know, know, by Randy Orton winning the title, like is, is the destination edge at WrestleMania or something along those lines. Again, 
based on what we know and have seen, do we have faith in the WWE to be able to not pull the trigger faster? Because it seemed like they were doing great long-term storytelling with Bailey and Sasha. And then like, it seems like this last quarter, or even if it's called a quarter, has been on fast forward to to an extent, which hasn't changed the enjoyability of it. It's just coming so quick. You have to stay up and digest it faster. Than before it was easier to say, you know, you're being teased, right? And who doesn't want to have like, I don't know, maybe people don't want to be teased long term. I don't know. I'm I'm not the typical WWE viewer, I suppose, but I would prefer the long term storytelling, which is probably why I like the Roman and Jay component because I know that there's more to come. Um, my second thing, it's kind of funny, and it's jumping a little bit ahead into one of our favorite weekly topics, retribution. Um, okay. Why is Bobby Lashley putting the U.S. title on the line against anyone with retribution? I mean, do title shots mean anything anymore? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. They haven't won a freaking match since they've come in. That is also true. Uh, (laughs) And, again, my other just frustration here is knowing what we got on Raw and knowing how that match ended, you could have used this match to – to get us there, but you didn't. You had Lashley defend the title, which is not a bad thing. Like again, Lashley has also been for me surprisingly because he was a guy I was never ever a fan of before. One of the brighter spots in 2020 within WWE. But if you're going to give us this, like you and 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 don't don't ever come back and go, oh well, you know the pay per views are standalone; they're special. You've used pay per views as a platform to get folks tuned to, to Raw and SmackDown forever. So, like, why – and this is not even a featured match. You added it the day of based on a backstage segment. During so, the show. Yeah. yeah, during the show. So um, so why why not have used this match with a, with an unclean finish or, or a no contest to get us to what we had on Monday? And I still don't agree with what happened on Monday, but we'll talk about that when we get to retribution. So my second takeaway was just, again, the continued we'll – we're going gonna, gonna to label it the continued misuse of retribution. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see they worked Sundays for once in the in their you know life, um, since most of the time they haven't even shown up for the pay per view. Um, I, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about them here in a little bit. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know um, if if they're good. It, look, if they're going to kill off Retribution and send Dijakovic, Madden, and and Thorn back to um, NXT, which it doesn't seem like that's what they're going to do since they just put Ali with them a few weeks back then do it. Um, you know, at least they're all wearing masks so they could come back as their own characters and maybe not having fans in the arena will be okay because you won't get the fans chanting T-Bar at Dijakovic the whole time. Um, you know, or whatever. I, I don't know the, the misuse. I, you spent all this time to build them into something. Your booking made them stupid and you've done nothing to retro rectify that. Nothing. Um, you, you put Ali with them, which which made all a number of us, you and I both, kind of go, okay, maybe they're going to try something here, and then you've made them nothing but patsies. And who are the heels and faces anyways in this thing? I mean, the Hurt Business beats up all the baby faces and then defends WWE against Retribution. I, it doesn't make any sense. And it extends beyond that, but we'll talk about that. Right, we'll we'll get there. We're right. We don't want to uh, – um, well, that, that was uh, originally my number two slapjack I wrote down um, – because why not just kill off one more member of that group? Uh, but let me pivot to my other one uh, for number two, and then I'll come up with something for number three in a minute. Uh, for number two, though, money in the bank. Money in the bank. So they have Otis win it in the you know cinematic money in the bank by it falling into his hands. Um, and, and we talked about that way back when, when it happened. Um, in fact, you and I both said, no way Otis is winning this thing. And there he does. He wins it. Uh, they don't really do anything with Otis with that Money in the Bank briefcase for for much of the time since May. Um, in fact, he wasn't even on SmackDown a number of weeks, lots of weeks. Um, you know, and, and they trade Mandy Rose to Raw, all of that. Then they split heavy machinery in the draft. Tucker turns on him now on Sunday. And now, according to the WWE roster, it looks like Tucker's back on SmackDown. So now we're going to get the Tucker and Otis feed on SmackDown right after you just split them. Like, again, 
are we planning more than, you know, I, I used to do youth ministry and I used to say that some of the kids I worked with had four second disease, which was they couldn't see anything in the world that wasn't happening in the next four seconds. You know, and that's that's being a teenager, right? Um, sometimes, sometimes we all have that. I, we've all had those moments in our life where you just can't see more than this in front of your face. I, I feel like that's WWE creative. They're like, we can do this, and we can do this, and we can do this. Doesn't make any sense to put it together, but let's just do this. Um, look, I'm fine with splitting heavy machinery. You weren't doing anything with them as a tag team, anyways. Um, but put them on different brands. I mean, let them have one match to blow it off or something. You know, get Tucker over as the as a evil brute or whatever, you know, kind of character you're going to give him now. Fine. Um, but then split them because otherwise this is going to be rockers. You know, I mean, Otis is going to be, it's going to sound terrible when I say it, Otis is going to be the Shawn Michaels of this group. Um, and Tucker's got no hope um, in my eyes. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. But so now we put the money in the bank briefcase on the Miz. Wah, wah. Like, I don't care. Um, the only way you could have made me care is had he cashed it in kind of right away. Now the Miz being the smarmy heel that he always is, and he'll fake a cash in here and there on Randy Orton for a while. And my guess is he'll end up losing the match when he ends up officially cashing it in. He'll get hit with an RKO out of nowhere because that's how we booked the Miz is that the Miz is kind of a, a fool. Um, my only thought was maybe they were going to try to rebuild him again, but yeah, watching Monday night raw, Nope, that's not what we're doing. Um, that doesn't mean they can't two weeks from now just have him cash in and win the world title because it makes no sense to. Um, because again, four second disease. Um, I know there are some people who think the money in the bank thing has run its course. I don't. I don't know that it's that. I just think they use it so poorly, that, and they have this year especially. Um, the the women's title thing. I actually was fine with that because Becky was pregnant. She had to give up the title. I actually thought that was okay. Um, boy, the men's money in the bank, though, this year has just been poorly, poorly held. Um, and now you gave it to The Miz, who I was at least interested to see what they would do with Otis. And does he end up losing the eventual match? Or do they actually go crazy and put the title on him for a couple of weeks? Um, I couldn't care less about The Miz having the money in the bank briefcase. So you took something that kind of had my interest that you didn't bother to do anything with. Now you do something with it and I don't care. Um, so good job booking. Yeah, we could, uh, we could have a, a long conversation about the Miz's career and how he's going to have a hall of fame resume, but is he really a hall of famer? And that's not to diminish him being someone who, was a reality TV guy and had a dream and had a passion. And he has really like developed that and, and used all of the means to get to where he is now. Uh, doesn't make me like him anymore, but I mean, when you look at his career resume, there's a lot there and this is just one more thing. My wondering is this, um, with the does does the does the the year of expiration start over now for the Miz or or is he inheriting the length of time that Otis had already started? So like, does it have to be cashed in by next July or um, does now Miz have until October of twenty twenty one? So I just that's again, and again, I'm probably that's probably more thought than the, the writing team's given. So uh, that's uh, I will um, guarantee you it is. <laughs> that's that's that. Uh, the other the other piece of it is to again if you really wanted to if you really wanted to make Tucker a bad guy, like you could have built this differently and like he could have been the reason why Mandy was traded, right? Because he was he was blaming Otis for like the dissension in the team and and how he had to carry him and how he was, you know, whatever. Well, you know what? If if that was Tucker's main issue or if that's part of his gripe, like Mandy was the distraction. So instead of the Miz being the reason that Mandy left, it should have been Tucker. And you know what? And, and Tucker could have said it was the Miz the whole time. And Miz could have been denial. And we would have been like, oh no, Miz is a liar because he's a bad guy. And then when this came out, we'd have been like, oh my gosh, Tucker really is a jerk. I mean, I mean, again, like I said, in the same breath with the whole, I'm sure I've given it more thought than the writing team has. It's, you know, mate, I'm going to sit here in this moment and I'm just going to say, okay, it is what it is. 
let's get to my third big thing because uh, it's amazing that it's actually challenging to come up for me at least with three big things for this only for the sake of it was such a tight show back to that whole like again it was less than three hour runtime only four matches were announced I think what only seven matches overall happened um, on, on, the, on the entire run which is just so weird because you get seven matches on a raw sometimes you get more than seven matches on a raw you so, a lot of times yeah yeah right um, so my my thing is going to be now in, in in the in the aftermath of Drew McIntyre losing the WWE title. Um, what comes next for him? Yeah, he, they kept him strong on Monday. Uh, he obviously beat the Money in the Bank holder, uh, which is interesting. Um, but again, that goes back to just how they use and, and book the Miz, uh, and then. Um, he clearly isn't done with Randy Orton because he that there was that issue um, that they, they, that kind of was part of the close of, of Raw with other elements involved too. Uh, clearly, Drew is is is, is a star. He's one of your big names, right? So, um, think not remembering until Monday when they gave us kind of the initial like Survivor Series matches and recalling because I hadn't remembered it just wasn't front of my mind that that they do the the brand versus brand champion versus champion kind of head to heads. Are they not gonna? Did they not want to give us Roman and Drew now because that's potentially a WrestleMania main event for next year? That's a wondering I have. So I, I'm going to be really interested to see what they do with Drew and how they engage him in a feud. Um, because I have to imagine that it's probably a rematch with Randy's coming but not at Survivor Series um, or before. And, and But then what, what is just what does he get involved in? Um, and I say all that with thinking back to the last couple of years, they've always done that like right before Survivor Series, that one of those titles switch, and then we get a new match at Survivor Series. So that maybe is the one holdout I have that we could get Drew Roman at Survivor Series, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I my fear is he's just going to end up being the captain of Team Raw, um, but we'll see. Um, they've got two more spots to fill on that. Um, and interesting this year, no NXT apparently at Survivor Series. Um, I mean, you want them to be your third brand and on par. You don't involve them in the draft or Survivor Series. Sorry, that tells everybody they're your third. They're your C brand. It, it's it just does again goes back to booking why. Why tell people they're on par and then not make them on par? It just, it makes zero sense. Um, it, it's clear that Vince does not see them on par, no matter what Triple H says. But anyways, that's that's not a hell in a cell big thing. That's just a, something as I was watching on Monday going, hmm, you know, adding Finn Balor to the Roman Reigns-Randy Orton match would be interesting. Um, you know, assuming he can work by the end of, of November. I don't know where that stands. Um, you know, adding Damian Priest to the Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley would be very interesting to me. That like that's just a weird matchup to hear on paper, um, but I, it would intrigue me. I would want to see that. Um, adding, you know, and I, and I guess I'm saying Damian Priest, not knowing what happens on Halloween Havoc because neither of us have seen that show either. Um, so as of the moment that I was watching it on Monday night, Damian Priest. North American champion Io Shirai again. She had a match last night too that we don't know the result to because neither of us have seen it. Adding Io to Asuka and Sasha. Hmm, I'd really like that. That'd be really good. Anyways, um, why, why, why make it, why make it matter? Uh, my my third thing was something that I had kind of jotted down. So we had a roughly three hour show, maybe a little less than that. We had seven matches. Um, but nothing from The Fiend, nothing from Big E, nothing from Keith Lee, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Asuka, Braun Strowman, Sheamus, Sami Zayn. I could go on. You have this incredibly stacked roster. And we do stupid things like Otis and Miz, um, which was a SmackDown match. It didn't need to be a pay-per-view. Let's be honest. You haven't booked it to be important enough to be on the pay-per-view. Um, not to say you couldn't have done that, but you hadn't. Um, Keith Lee and Braun Strowman would have made more sense at the pay-per-view to me because at least they've been building that, you know, a little bit here. Um, you know, have AJ bring Jordan. Boy, I don't know how to say that last name yet. Um, something tells me his name's just going to be Jordan moving forward. <laughs> uh, 
but um you know bring him out and, and do something um we thought i thought and i think you did too we were going to go to seth and daniel bryan which apparently having watched smackdown on friday maybe we're not doing that at all maybe that was a one week match i i thought they were starting a little something there um and maybe they'll go back to it but you know we just get seth murphy and the mysterios for the nine millionth month in a row um I'm all for long-term storytelling, but do something with it, for the love of goodness. Uh, I, it just, it struck me that, man, they could put together such a killer show. Um, they've got such a, uh, you know, most of those people that I just said, I really like watching. You know, Braun Strowman, yeah, Seamus, they're trying to rebuild a little bit. Um, but but the rest of them, I mean, I really, I love The Fiend. I love all The Fiend stuff. Um, I think Alexa Bliss with him is awesome. Um, and it's freshened him up a little bit. Um, you know, Monday night having him kind of help Drew was, I don't want him to go too baby face on me. Um, he's still the fiend. So let's not go crazy. But uh, Big E, how do you not put Big E on this show? You you seem like you're getting behind him and giving him a push. How do you not just, just have him kill off some kind of random mid-carder? That's fine. Have him look strong. How How? How are you not doing that? Um, I don't know, just, I guess, so booking. Um, and I know that really goes back a little bit to what we were talking about, um, with money in the bank and with retribution. So it's a theme maybe, but as much as I enjoyed the show, boy, there was, there was more they could have done with that show. Um, and, and there's just a lot of names that they didn't give that moment to. So that's all our three things, isn't it? It Waiting for you to talk about your third. I'm like, nope, you already did that. Sorry, brain cramp there. No, it's all good. And again, it's 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 not a bad thing for us to be uh, mindful of the things that didn't land well. And 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 that's not that I think that we're trying to make an excuse for that um, or justify like you know our opinions. Though there are our opinions, and that's what we're here to talk about. It's just challenging. It's challenging when like you you have the you see the potential of what something could put in, could be. And it's just not answering the bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's let's pivot and stay in WWE and talk about um, the other piece. It's our weekly update on Retribution. Um, I feel like we need theme music for this uh, segment or something, like uh, which they got music, um, you know, a, a week or two ago here. Um, so Retribution has been around since August. That seemed about right. Well, yeah, shortly before SummerSlam, because we thought maybe something big would happen at SummerSlam with them. Right, yeah. Um, and, and of course, it didn't. Um, e- even back to, I remember your idea of Drew McIntyre being the leader of Retribution and how different things could be had they gone that re- direction, maybe. Um, the Retribution has been around since August. They finally started working matches here about a month ago um, without pulling up the exact date, um, you know, when they sign contracts that say they can do whatever they want to whoever they want, whenever they want, um, which they, they dialed that back a little bit, at least maybe they realized how stupid that sounded when they watched raw back that week. Um, but the ongoing WTF booking of retribution, they, this, this faction is supposed to be this dangerous, scary, Oh my gosh, they're trying to tear apart the WWE from inside. Uh, uh, what are we doing? They have not won a match since they came in. They aren't even left standing strong at the end of their angles um, that that get run. Usually the Hurt Business is standing strong in the middle of the ring because it's usually been them. Um, You know, uh, was it, it was Sunday at Hell in a Cell. um, You know, T-Bar and Mace come in and and attack right after um, Lashley tapped out Slapjack and they set up for what looked like it was going to be a double choke slam. And I thought, oh, they're going to lay out Lashley. And this is going to be, they're going to find, you know, make them look dangerous. And nope, Lashley fights off these two huge guys by himself before the Hurt Business. Like, I had to laugh. When they came out to run in and make the save, I don't know if you caught it, Tom. Like, they just kind of sauntered out. And then, like, once they realized the camera was on, then they start running down to the ring. Like, oh, yeah, our guy's in trouble. We should go. Like, they just kind of sauntered and walked out like they normally do. And I'm like, a, who are you playing to? There ain't anybody in the crowd. They're all on screens. Um, and B, you're supposed to be running in for the save. Run. Run. Um, that shows how much they're concerned about retribution. 
Right. It doesn't even look like they give a rip because it's not like, oh, man, Lashley's in trouble. We got to get in there. No, because Lashley fought off the two big guys at Retribution by himself. Just hit them both with elbows after he'd had a match. So he should be tired, too. You could even play that as normally Lashley would be so tough and whatever, but he was tired from his match, and they were able to hit him with this big double choke slam or whatever they were going to do. Man, they just... How does anybody look at what they're doing with Retribution and go, yeah, that's what we need to be doing? Well, and again, like, do you want us to care about them? And (laughs) and if you do, then you need to do something different than what is happening. Because if... If you are if you're tuning in to, to Raw next week to think, man, what's Retribution got up your sleeve next? You are not watching what's been going on. Um, granted, they, they they had the elimination match, which would have been an awesome way to kind of also tease, hey, don't forget Survivor Series is coming. This is what you can expect when Raw and SmackDown go head to head. Nope, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't talk about that at all. It just was an elimination match. And and and, and, and why? Why would the hurt business agree to that? Like they 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 hold all the power, and 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 then the, the part of the story that's developing is they're they're coming for gold, and then they appear to, later in the show to go and and focus on the new day. So is this retribution thing now done? Even though it ended not clean, like they challenged indirectly Xavier and Kofi for the titles. Which I I would love to see New Day versus Street Profits at Survivor Series, but if it's the Hurt Business versus the Street Profits, okay, I can get okay with that. That's fine too. But where does this leave Retribution? And 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 again, why why are you not giving them some strong wins or just wins? I don't care how strong it is. Like beat some beat like. And, and this goes back to, we talked about it, I want to say we talked about it, or at least in my head I talked about it with myself. When they when they did the, 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 the roster swaps with this draft, they had some guys do some, they had some guys lose as they were transitioning. Like Jeff Hardy loses to Lars Sullivan because Jeff Hardy's heading to Raw. So, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, Jeff Hardy's, you know, on SmackDown because, again, WWE's banking on the fact that no one is watching both Raw and SmackDown. So doesn't matter it also is that like it happened three days ago so you forgot about it that's how they that's how they build and, and book their their talent and their brand um and maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's the answer here with retribution because they just don't expect you to remember what happened the week prior even though they show you video and they show you recaps they can tailor those in a very specific way um i don't know i'd love i'd love in the end to have somehow some way uh mustafa ali beat Lashley for the US title because that's that would give them even if the other guys are all fodder in the end that would give that would give them some sort of momentum and Mustafa Ali versus Sami Zayn at Survivor Series would also be great to watch yeah totally agreed and um you know it seemed like I I thought Retribution would be involved in some sort of big match at Survivor Series when they started this you know it just makes sense you got you got five people or, or four men um, and and reckoning or ret- reckoning retribution, whatever they're calling me a Um, which by the way, would it kill you to give her a match on raw? Um, she's been there over a month. There's a whole list of people she could wrestle and it'd be really fun. I forget she's in the group half the time. I mean, she shows up and stands out ringside while they beat, while they do beat downs. Is she a manager? That'd be a terrible use of me Um, Is she what? just not raw because her boyfriend is? Like, what? Did you, did you see too how she got involved in the match on Monday, or did you read about it by chance? Where she had like the the she had a, an episode where she had things crawling on her, and like she caused a distraction. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. So um, don't worry. It, it wasn't it wasn't overly well done. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, so she, now, she, now she, I'm going to have to go back and see that. Yeah, she climbs in the ring before the, I want to say it was the first uh, finish. Whoever got, MVP got pinned by Slapjack, I want to say. Um, but it was because she jumped in the ring and, like, freaked out. And it was like, things are on me, things are crawling on me. And, like, she's, like, kind of had, like, she lost it. And in the end, it was, like, proving that she was, it was just a bluff. But it, <laughs> but it caused the first elimination. What? <laughs> so, <Wow>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I feel dumber for having known that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't imagine how you feel for having seen it. I, I saw much of Raw. I did miss that match. Um, and I, I've read um, what happened on Raw. But um, I will freely admit that what I read didn't make me think, oh, I got to go back and watch the rest of the show. Um, I just kind of moved on and was like, yep, we'll, we'll, we'll watch some other stuff. Um, was watching the first Halloween Havoc, in fact, yesterday. But that's another day for another story for another day. Steiners versus the debuting Doom. That's some good stuff right there. A whole lot better than somebody thinking stuff's crawling on them, that's for sure. Um, goodness. Well, let's pivot. Uh, we've got a little bit of little bit of time left here. Uh, maybe we can have a little more in-depth conversation than normal on the Ring of Honor Pure Title Tournament update. Um, my, my Sinclair station had their schedule all messed up, so it took me a little while to hunt down and find uh, the show, but I was able to finally see it. Um, Jonathan Gresham beats Josh Woods in one of the semifinals and in the other semifinal we and we said if one of them hap- if one upset happened this would be the way it would go but I don't think either one of us gave it you know maybe more than a 10 to 20% chance of happening Tracy Williams over Jay Lethal so Tracy Williams and Jonathan Gresham uh you got to think the owners of beyond wrestling are going nuts. Cause that just sounds like a beyond wrestling main event um, or anything out there on the East coast. So that's, that's pretty cool for them. Um, so Tracy Williams, and Jonathan Gresham meet this weekend uh, on, on TV. I sure hope my uh, Sinclair station gets their poop at a group and uh, gets it recorded correctly for me this time, because I am looking forward to first thing Sunday morning, uh, getting a chance to watch that match. Um, and also we're going to get the six man tag of EC3 and the Briscoes, uh, versus Shane Taylor and the Sons of Savagery, or whatever. I think that's right. Um, Six-man match, which should be really good as well. Um, and, and kind of our first real match um, outside of the Pure Tournament, assuming it happens, uh, because Matt Taven and Vincent was scheduled for last week, but really was more, well, it was totally an angle um, and not a match. Um, I thought Gresham and Woods was good. It was fine. Um, nothing wrong with it. Uh, Williams and Lethal, uh, I think you said to me in a, a message, you thought it was the match of the tournament so far. Um, and I, there's, there's no way I can argue with you. Um, I've enjoyed the tournament, but nothing had made me just go, holy smokes, that was awesome. Um, throughout the tournament until that match, that was, that was superb. Um, and I, I love the idea that they're getting a little bit behind Tracy Williams. I still think Jonathan Gresham wins the title, but they've at least made me go, or, could they put it on Tracy Williams um, in our fantasy wrestling league? In fact, I went to make sure that somebody owned Tracy Williams just in case. Um, and actually the same guy who owns Jonathan Gresham picked him up. So smart move on his part. Um, if John's listening, good on you, buddy. Um, good move. So Tom, I know you loved uh, Lethal and Williams as well. Uh, thoughts on where, where we came. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sold that Gresham's winning the title. I'll say, I'll start there and I'll say that because being a tag champ, um, I could just see them saying, you know what, he wanted it so bad, and 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 maybe he becomes obsessed with it if he doesn't win, that it causes he and Lethal to lose the titles, um, and then he and then he moves on and goes after that while maybe being in a feud with Lethal or or something. If dissension is what leads to the fallout there, uh, yeah, no, like the final, the way that that the way that the rules of the pure title and the pure tournament that we've seen were used in that lethal and Williams match. It was, it was just really great. Yeah. It delivered on all the points and down the stretch, the final three, the final five minutes, um, the way they worked the submissions and the, and, and using the ropes and having that story be told, it just really landed well with me. And I was super, super excited when that match was done. Like I was like, wow. Okay. Now, now, now you've gone to another level. Uh, And Tracy Williams is kind of a very like, you know, white bread, you know, image of, of a guy, but he's, he's deeper than that. So I'm, I'm excited to see more of that come out. Um, And he has the potential, right. But, but, you know, from that, from just like the look of that and uh, he comes out wearing the mask and then he rips it off as he comes into the ring or as he gets ready to battle. So, um, you know, just deepening, deepening his persona. Um, 
is something I'm looking forward to. And yeah, I honestly think this weekend is a pick 'em. And I know it's obviously been in the bag for a while with with who is actually the you know the match has taken place, but. Ah, no spoilers have gotten out. At least that I've, I, I have not hunted for them, and I won't. Um, but usually it doesn't. I don't have to hunt for spoilers; they just kind of find me. Um, because I, I follow enough wrestling things on Twitter and Facebook, and that, um, and and I've seen nothing. Yeah, uh, one thing I'll say, and I and I wondered, I, I saw that they had announced that EC3 had his first match made. I didn't know that it was going to happen the same weekend. I kind of wish Ring of Honor would have not had another match on this show. Um, they could have, I think, done something really unique, and maybe they still do. Who knows? And, may, and maybe we don't even get a six-man tag. Maybe we get another angle like like Vincent and, and Matt Taven uh, to, to milk things further. But I really think, like, if you're if the focus of your TV, which for the most part over the last eight weeks, seven weeks, has been all about this pure title, give it a standalone platform on the final day. And let let these two guys really show you what they can do. And I really think that they're going to probably top the bar that Williams and Lethal set last week. Um, I'm trying not to get too giddy and too uh, over the barrel with my uh, expectations because I don't want to have that issue where I'm let down because of my own high bar. Uh, but I do believe they have the means. So, well, and I think uh, you know you bring up a good point with Gresham being the tag champ too depending on where they want to go with that. I love your idea of him becoming obsessed with it and it causing a rift with he and lethal, um, depending on where they want to go for final battle. Um, and, and most of that TV has been put in the can. We think, um, now with the tapings that they just did, uh, recently, depending on where they want to go with final battle and whether or not they can get Roosh in or, or do something else with the world title. Maybe they strip Roosh of the world title because he can't come in. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's a, possibility um certainly out there um nothing i've read that tells me that i just think you know if at some point your champion can't come in you got to do it and then you've got a ready-made story whenever he can come back um there is also out there and i don't know how the pandemic affects this um but roosh's contract is up at the end of the year so is roosh resigning with ring of honor um if not and if he isn't going to be in by final battle then you might want to do something um and if that's the case then maybe you don't want Gresham having both the pure title and the tag titles because you might need both of those title matches to mean something at final battle. Not And you could tell a story where Gresham has to defend both titles at final battle. You could do that too. And he's certainly a guy that could work two matches in a night um, and would relish that. He would probably think that was great. Um, so, so I think you've got to look at it from booking standpoint too, moving forward. Um, I agree with you. I, I flip a coin. Um, I think had it been lethal, I actually think in the end, and especially because of how the Williams and lethal match went, I'm less sure of the outcome of this match than I would have been Gresham lethal. I, yeah. I, I don't think they would have put the pure title on lethal. I don't think that would have made a lot of sense again, uh, unless you want to use it to create the rift. You could have done that, I suppose. But to me, that would have been a little lazy. Um, this is interesting to me. And do they, do they strap the rocket here to Tracy Williams um, and, and put the title on him, put the pure title on him? I could definitely see it. I, the more I'm talking, the more I think Tracy Williams might win this title on on this weekend show, and the more I'm excited to see Ring of Honor show. So kudos to them for making me care about a pre-taped show um, that, granted, doesn't have any spoilers out, so that's helpful. But um, I I care more about seeing that show um, than a lot of what I see week to week right now. So kudos to Ring of Honor for doing a good job. Uh, that brings us to a close on the topics we have for today. A nice, tight, uh, probably our shortest episode ever. Um, we had a little bit of uh, scheduling just to get time in that we could get this done. So we knew it was going to be a little shorter of a show. But that's okay, because you all have stuck with us through some some Broadways uh, before. <laughs> so uh, that's okay. We can get you back to your day. Uh, next week, though, definitely we'll be looking forward to our head-to-head -head on full gear. Uh, hopefully, AEW will put a, a couple of more matches. They've already got more than Hell in a Cell had announced. So, uh, but hopefully, they get a couple more. It'll be fun, like you said, to get back to talking a little more in depth AEW because we haven't done that now in a little bit. And as a teaser, if you want to talk about matches and expectations, there's a match on that card which I'm sure will be tough to pick, perhaps, but has a uh, very significant bar uh, in 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 the minds of people and in the hopes of people and in reality that will be on that event. So I look forward to uh, really digging Trying in. Trying to decide which one of the, I, I could go a couple directions with that 
very okay, vague tease. I, uh, I, I thought it was, I th for me, it's clear, but, but we'll, we'll use that as a, as a teaser to get folks to come back next week and I'll reveal the match that I was, uh, that I am talking about. Uh, there are two in my head, so we'll, we'll we'll see which of those two it is. I'm, I'm fairly sure it's one of the two, um, and I, I think think I know. But anyways, we'll, cliffhanger from Two Spot Monkeys. There you go. Yeah, next yeah. week we we've never really done that before. Um, so uh, we're looking forward to that, and then uh, as we move forward into the holiday season, who knows what we're going to do? Uh, maybe some. Maybe we'll finally get to that battle from Royal, Royal Albert Hall. The Battle Royal from Royal Albert Hall uh, retro review. Uh, maybe we'll do a Survivor Series retro review. Who knows? And of course, Survivor Series will be coming up later in the month. And I think the next takeover isn't until the beginning of December. I think I've read that they haven't announced anything, or at least as of what you and I have seen from last week, they haven't announced anything. And maybe next week, as we talk AEW, we'll also uh, be able to touch on Halloween Havoc last night and uh, perhaps the the end. NXT tag team situation that uh, arose the week before that as well. So um, lots to talk about, but uh, for now, this has been Juice Bob Monkeys. Everybody stay safe. Uh, it seems like everything's crazy. Uh, we won't talk to you again before the vote next week, the election, um, and we may be in a crazy place by then too. Uh, go vote. I know I said that last week. Go vote. Find, Make your plan. Figure out what you're going to do um, and go vote, but stay safe. Uh, wear a mask, people. Like, let's get out of this thing. We just moved into the red pandemic stage here, um, which doesn't sound like it's going to change anything other than we change the color of the dial. But uh, that's another day for a political podcast, and we'll stay off of that here. Yeah, well, I mean, but that's the thing. And our reach, our reach is what it is. But nonetheless, I mean, we 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 as Americans have complete and total control over wanting putting our arms around this thing and suffocating it out, and we're just clearly not. And it just speaks to we as a people uh, of our arrogance and in some places that arrogance is not, you know, unfounded. Um, but when we're looking at a world health crisis, a national health crisis, dude, I want to get back to being able to go out and eating a meal in a restaurant without like restrictions. And, and we may never have that. Right. And, and that's maybe a selfish statement for me, but we have control. So yes, why we say wear a mask every week, it's because it's the easiest thing to do. And it's not just for you. It's for those around you. So let's come on. We got to we gotta be better than we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing more I can say to that. Amen. That's what I'll say to that. And uh, we will see you all next week right back here on Two Spot Monkeys Live. Thanks, everybody. See ya.